0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Post Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel. I'm Noah Hiles, and joining us today on the College Sports Show is a familiar face if you've been following the Pitt basketball program for a while. It is former Panther now. I guess you're always a Panther. Aiden Fish, local kid, uh, hometown hero, you could say. Aiden, how's it going, man?
1: Good. How about you? I'm uh, happy to be on the show.
0: Oh, dude, I'm happy to have you, you know? I mean, after you, you know— Bumped into Aiden actually playing pickup basketball the other day. And I thought, you know, since he gave me a couple buckets, the, lot, the least he could do is, you know, help my career even more than what he's already done. Um, Aiden, obviously a very interesting journey throughout your entire time at Pitt. But I want to start before Pitt uh, as we get going here. You grew up in the area of Franklin Regional High School. Uh, you went to like the Pitt basketball youth camps as a kid. Yeah. Who were some of your favorite players? as as pit panthers growing up who were what are fi- some of your favorite moments as a pit fan
1: yeah favorite players um it's hard to think about i'd say obviously you have like sam young DeWan, and LeVance, those three guys and then uh ashen gibbs brad wanamaker uh gilbert brown on staff now so i, yep. I can't, can't say i like him too now uh and then like I'd say that's where I ended. Like those were my favorites, like the yeah. glory days. When we were when we had the number one seed in oh nine and eleven, mm-hmm. those are probably my favorites. And then as far as memories, my first pit basketball memory I have is actually when Ronald Ramone hit a buzzer beater against West Virginia. Okay. I was at that game. That was No uh, kidding. Yeah, that was crazy. I was I don't know how old, seven, but um, let me think. That's
0: Obviously, a good one.
1: I that that's a good one. Um uh, when we beat Xavier to go to the Elite 8 in mm-hmm. whatever 2009, that was a great one. I was not there. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately a few a few of my memories have been uh bad losses. Like I was at the game we lost to Butler. Uh, the
0: Nasir Robinson Yeah, foul.
1: yeah, yeah. I was there. Uh, that was still like a great memory, though. The whole game was unbelievable until that last that last part. Right. Um, I used to go to the Big East tournament, but it was right after. Like we would always lose first round because we get the double buy and then we would play someone good.
0: Were um, you at the Kemba game?
1: I was not. My brother was there. I was I was quote unquote not old enough to go according to my dad. But uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My my still. Brother-
0: you those, you were, those, you were around are. when it was at its height, which I think allows you to appreciate what happened your senior year. No, that just, yeah, just to see things kind of return to that fun experience at the peak.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I was a manager, you know, it was our new staff second year and they were like, there was still some buzz about the team, so we're getting like decent crowds, but it wasn't unbelievable. And the Pete it got loud sometimes, it wasn't, wasn't anything crazy. And then the next year, like my first year on the team was COVID. So mm-hmm. the only fans were damn parents, and uh they they can only make so much noise. Um, and then last year, whatever, we had 10-11 wins, so obviously there weren't many you know, people. So the environment wasn't great, but yeah, you know, th- this year changed a lot.
0: So your high school basketball background, I know you suffered a pretty serious injury your senior yeah. year. Is that right?
1: Uh, actually my junior and senior years. Junior
0: and senior year. Yeah, so, I
1: guess, yeah.
0: Well, go ahead. Explain.
1: No, no. I was just saying, yeah, basically didn't play majority of every year in high school because of injuries and that, Definitely stunk, but
0: yes. So with that established, uh now did you have collegiate basketball options even at like at the D three level because of AA yeah. And stuff?
1: Yeah, so I was so to give you some context, I was about five nine until my junior year of high school. And then I okay. was junior and senior year, I was probably like six two and a half, six three. I had a few looks from like division threes in Ohio. Um Where at? Case Western University, Denison, like a few small schools. And I just didn't want to go there, like, just from an experience side. Like, I was like, ah, oh, I guess I'll just go to Pitt for school. Like, I'll try and walk on. We'll see what happens. Um, but
0: so take me through that process. You, how early did you, like, you enroll in Pitt? We move in, you know. Everyone remembers their freshman moving or whatever. How early did you get involved with the Pitt basketball program?
1: So I actually sent them an email. I sent every single coach. I I showed them the other day. Um, I sent every single coach like a long email before I even enrolled in my freshman year. Like saying hi, I'm Aiden Fish. Like uh, blah blah blah. I played high school here. Like here are my highlights. I would love like I just want an opportunity to like try out. Um, obviously. You don't get any reply like they get a million of those right. um but i did get a reply from our uh director of basketball operations about like they were actually holding to tryout my freshman year so i tried out my freshman year and i was probably 155 pounds like i was so small um, and i tried out with two other kids who actually there were only five of us trying out because it was like somewhat of an invite type thing, and I tried out with Oni and uh, Chase Smith, who both oh, made the team. Nice. And, but I was like, I was like so pissed off. I was like, I I also, I was like, damn, I blew it. Like everything I've been working for my entire life, I blew it. But O'Toole, Coach O'Toole, did send me an email like saying, keep working, like. I'll see you next year. We're going to have a tryout next year. So I worked my tail off that next year. And then I emailed about a tryout. They weren't having one. I was like, oh, man. Like, and my roommate, had, or not my roommate, one of my friends at the time, who's now my current roommate, he was a manager for the team. And he's like, dude, just, just become a manager with me. Like, it's fun. Like, so I go in with, um, I go into the director of bath operations, uh, office and I, he's like, yeah, you can become a manager, but like, you can't become a player from a manager. Like that just doesn't, we don't do that. Like your, your responsibilities are a manager, like get that straight. So I was like, "Well, oh, screw it all. I'll give it a try. Why not? Like, mm-hmm. what's the, what's the worst that happens? Like I do it for a year and they say no. You're right. Um, so that first year, like literally the first practice as a manager, O'Toole threw me into drills. Like getting I was getting I was getting beat up by these, you know, seven feet tall, two hundred and thirty-pound people. Um and that's kind of how the manager journey started. But yeah.
0: What was your favorite experience as a manager?
1: Ooh. I got to travel to Louisville okay. as a manager, which was cool. Like a first-year manager, usually guys don't travel. Um, that was really cool. That was like my first time traveling with the team. I was like, this is awesome. Um, that was awesome. And then, I don't know. I, I probably can't pinpoint one time. It was fun like every day, though, playing against the guys. Like, Because I was the only manager who was like in the drills, like actually playing and shit oh
0: so you're fine you're fine <laughs> so take me through how you get on the team like how did you go from they said you weren't going to be a manager said you're a manager you're not going to be a player the next year you're a player how'd that happen
1: yeah so like every day I would play like mock defense on the players and on the big men specifically because Coach O'Toole handled the big men and I was always with him and I was like I was playing, like, really good defense. One day, like, I got five or six stops in a row, and then someone caught me with an elbow, broke my nose. I go running over, plug my nose up with some tissues, and I go back out there, and, like, they loved – like, the coaches loved that because, I don't know, a lot of times guys, they'll get tapped in the head and just Mm -hmm. fall down like they got shot. You know, you see LeBron doing that all the time. But um, the next day, actually – you know they end coach ends practice every day with a free throw like a starter will shoot a free throw to mimic a pressure environment and i've got my towel and my ball i'm standing on the side and he's like fish you got a free throw i pooped my pants i i was so scared i went up there though I, I made the free throw and they mobbed me um definitely thought i was getting on the team like that next day i was like oh, this is the time, like, because the other walk-ons are like, oh, I think, like, coach is going to add you to the team, and I'm like, man, I hope so, like, hopefully, like, in the next week, it just didn't happen that season, though, like, that was the end of it, but COVID hit in March, and obviously, everything shut down, and I was basically just spam texting O'Toole, like, once a week, like, hey, coach, like, have you talked to coach Capel about like possibly like a walk on spot. And he's like, I'm going too soon. Keep working kid, blah, blah, blah. And then he, uh, coach O'Toole sent me like a, it was, it was quote, are are you up, uh, at like 10 30 on a Saturday night in May. Okay. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm up. He calls me, um, tells me I made the team. So that's, that's how that happened.
0: What was that first experience like? I mean, becoming a division one basketball player after, you know, not even getting to play a lot of high school basketball. Right, right. You're playing oh. on a team that you grew up rooting for.
1: Oh, I mean, I I couldn't believe it. I probably couldn't I couldn't sleep well for the next three months. I I, I just want to get on campus. I wanted COVID to end. Um I mean, you can't really put that into words. Like I called my parents and my dad thought I was joking. He thought he asked me if I got a prank call. I said, No, it wasn't a prank call. It was Coach O'Toole. Like, I have his number. Um, but yeah, that uh, hard to put into words for that.
0: So, you were a part of that team um, during the pandemic and everything, uh, where there, were, there was a little bit of success then it kind of fizzled out. And then right. you were a part of the team two seasons ago, where, like you said, they, mm. there wasn't a lot of winning. What was the team chemistry like back then, and how much of a culture shock was it for you to see that chemistry evolve into what this past year's group was?
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with college basketball right now, you're always getting, even even before the transfer portal became, like, crazy, it was still, there were a lot of guys transferring in and out at most schools, and especially at schools, like, we weren't having winnings, so guys would come in and out. So, you know, in the summer, everyone, it's all smooth sailing in the summer. Basically, it's all smooth sailing until you get, like, a tough loss. And then you kind of see, like, what people actually think and that type of stuff. Um, You know, the the chemistry is a tough thing to build. And that's why, like, the good team, like, teams with good chemistry are very good because it's so difficult to have. You have 14 different guys with all – You have all your individual motives and all that stuff, and you have to combine it to one to make a good team. I mean, and, you know, one of the biggest differences, I always say, between this year's team and the last two years' teams is just the age. Like, these guys were mature. They had seen the fact that individual success is always dependent on the team. Like, you can do well, but... If you're not making March Madness, you're probably not getting that much like publicity, like people aren't gonna know who you are, that type of thing. Um and it 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 didn't hurt that the old guys we did have were just like great dudes and mm-hmm. all they really cared about was winning. Like they could score two points, but as long as we won, that was you know, the main thing. So
0: it's definitely when, pretty
1: cool to see a development.
0: When did you cause you were there to see all these transfers, you know, all these commitments for this team that was built last offseason around this time last year, when did it click to you? That's like, Oh crap, we might, we actually might have a good team.
1: So I thought one of the biggest things was we got Nelly. Um, Nelly's an unbelievable guy and he's a winner, you know, two, I think he's been to two to three NCAA tournaments.
0: Three of them. World yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, so that was a big thing, but I was like, you know, we'll see. And then we got into we got into practice and guys could not miss. Like Blake Henson, Craig Elliott, and Nate Santos every single day would put on a clinic of shooting, right? And I'd never seen this in my time there as a manager or a player. And I was like, you know what? Like, we might have something here. Like we got some, we got some guys who can make some shots, like tough shots. And it wasn't just, like, a week of practice. It was week in, week out. Like, guys are just shooting, like, so well. And I was like, you know, they're projecting us. Obviously, they project us really low. But even, like, the people who were most optimistic were projecting us, like, seventh or eighth or ninth. You know? And I was like, I, I, think, I think we might have something here. So that definitely the shooting was a big thing. Just the shot making we had was a big, big jump.
0: I, uh, I've written about it a whole bunch. I've talked to your teammates about it. I feel like the pivotal point in your there were two pivotal points in your season last year, yeah. and the first one was the Brooklyn trip. You yeah. guys go to the Barclays Center. It was not pretty. Yeah. Um, and then you come home, and there's you know the the now famous players meeting in the locker room. Right. Um, I just I'm curious to hear your point of view on that because you've been on teams where you know I'm I'm sure. Similar situations occurred where they needed that meeting and maybe that meeting didn't happen, or maybe right. they even had that meeting and a different result was produced from it. What what are you thinking? A on that on that flight home from Brooklyn and B during that players-only meeting when it's all being hashed out.
1: Right. I mean, so the we started one and three right after that Brooklyn yeah. and I there was so much excitement after that Tennessee Martin game about mm-hmm. like how we shot the ball, what a team we have. And it was just sucked out of us. It was it was gone. Right. And we come home from Brooklyn and basically JB's like, we're this isn't happening. Like we're too talented of guys for this to happen. You know, we have this meeting. He, him and the other older guys and everyone really, you know, it's on the same page of like, we're going to win. Like this needs to turn around right now. We haven't played a single ACC game, all the seasons in front of us, we can still, you know, achieve all our goals. And I think it was just like focusing in that the season wasn't over, you know, the WVU loss kind of hurt. Cause we came out so hot Yep. and it just fizzled out and We got punched in the mouth twice by Michigan and VCU. And it, the meet, like, the meeting was big, but it was also just like focusing that our season wasn't over yet. We are good players. Like, we have a good team and we can still do what we can do. And that kind of, it was definitely pivotal.
0: That's, and then you followed that. There were a a whole bunch of, you know, non conference small games. I think it was like, south south alabama or something and and you know yeah. fairly dickinson but then you had that huge week last week of november right after thanksgiving you had northwestern on a monday and you had nc state on a friday they're both road yeah. games and is that would you agree that that's the point where you guys kind of realized your true potential
1: oh yeah i mean the northwestern game like most people who only like really, you have to be a pretty big pit basketball fan for that to be like a memorable game of the year because it was. I don't know. It was a it wasn't. It was a weeknight, right?
0: Yeah, it was a. It was the Monday after Thanksgiving.
1: Right. It was a Monday. Like Northwestern wasn't thought of as good at that time. Right. They had no fans. We go there and whoop on them. Like it was the best shooting performance I've ever been a part of. Um Couldn't believe it. Uh, So we get done with that, and we're like, we're back. And then the NC State thing, like, I – we winning on the road in the ACC, you could be playing the worst team in the league. It's still hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that we went in there, and they turned out to be better than we thought. You know, NC State was a good team. Mm -hmm. Um, Those two games, I remember after, like, guys were like, we're here. Like, we're legit. And – you know yeah we're too too wrong
0: (laughs) yeah no I I personally I remember because I just covered Pitt blowing out Miami in football right and then I'm thinking my next two road trips are going to be miserable basketball losses to these teams that maybe might make the tournament but like this is going to be tough to watch and when you guys put on that clinic at Northwestern every reporter who covered Northwestern was looking at me they're like Do they do this? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm seeing right now. Yeah, this is not what I'm used to. But I remember talking to every player afterward, and and Coach Capel, and they were like, "No, this is this is what we're built to do," and it ended up being the right thing. And it was it's pretty wild. And I'm sure for you, it was both vindicating, you know, as a player on the team who's like, "Yeah, we knew we could do this," but that run, you know, that that followed with the North Carolina win, and then virginia miami i mean that that had to have been as a guy who was there you were you and jb are really the only two and yeah. nike who were yeah. there for like the bad times that had to have been extra special
1: oh dude just literally i i remember the north carolina game stands out a lot because that was the first of like the massive home wins and it wasn't even sold out right and it was so loud in there like the guys couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Just wait. Like, I'm the only one who's seen it sold out. Just wait. You keep winning, this town they will support a winner. That's one thing I know. And you see that place sold out. It gets loud.
0: It, it sure does. Um. So along this journey, Aiden, I remember I was in the car, I was going to pick up like a gallon of milk or something, and I tuned into the Jeff Capel show on the fan which is yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to do as a beat reporter every week. But right, I was right, like, oh right. crap, that's happening right now. And uh, you were the guest. And I hear <laughs> that they put you on scholarship. That's how the news broke. And I right. was like, wow, like they didn't give us a press release or anything. It was kind of out yeah. of nowhere. Tell me your experience. You found out in a meeting. Is that correct?
1: So it was at the end of practice one day. It was right before we were traveling to North Carolina, actually. And yep. um, he... uh came up like i break us down every day or i broke us down every day like the three two one that type of thing and um he he was like all right let's bring it in so i go to break us down and he's like hold up wait wait, wait. uh fisher on scholarship <laughs> and, and like everyone mobbed me and like i couldn't believe it because it, it was also like it was you know this is the second half of the year like no one's really expecting that i kind of forgot we had an open scholarship too um so that that was a crazy day for sure and then um, uh like obviously there was no like no announcement on like the website or twitter or instagram right so like i tell my like family and friends and like some people are like i i they didn't say it but i feel like some of the guys were like is he telling the truth like or is he just you know is he making this up like right. what what's going on right um but, yeah, uh, got a lot of great texts after the
0: announcement on the radio show, for sure. That's I, Yeah, I couldn't believe it myself. I was like, they're talking about Aiden Fish, right? Yeah. Like, the guy, like, is it is there a second? Because I was like, how is there not a video on Instagram? Right, right, like, right. How, right. How, how is- my,
1: my brother goes, well, where's the video? Like, there has right. to be the video that's surprising you. I was like, there is one, buddy.
0: <laughs> so, obviously, that was a good moment, but... I mean, we've talked for 22 minutes and I've been able to put it off. I can't do it anymore. The moment, Um, the Syracuse game, before we even get into the bucket, I want to just ask, because you you alluded to it, to your teammates saying, wait till you see this place sold out. And the first sellout was the Miami game. That was a big one that had the 03 Panthers there. Uh, Carl Krauser throwing up the X, you know, and, and everything. That was great. But the Syracuse game just seemed more special in my opinion, just as, that's yes. a big East rival That's senior night. That's kind of like the culmination of where you guys started to where you guys finished. And what was that like for you as someone who started as a ball boy, being happy to get to go on a road trip to Louisville, to yeah. walking across the court to a sold out Peterson event center to watch Pitt play a Syracuse team and pretty much kind of solidify its tournament chances.
1: Right. Um, so, I think there are a lot of things going into the fact that that game had such a such big hype and like such a big crowd. Like obviously it was the last home game of the year and then you add in like Bayheim's comments so pit fans have been riled up for a little bit and then you add in the fact that it's Saturday at 5. Like Saturday at 5 is literally the prime spot for fans. Like mm-hmm. they, they they can't love it more. Um, and then Syracuse, like, regardless of how good they are, they'll always have that name and, you know, any type of old pit fan wants to come see that. Um, so that game, I remember we have shoot around, you know, anywhere from like four to six hours before the game. Um, I think we had it probably at 11 that day and I get to the Pete probably nine, And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm getting like shakes. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I think it was like a multitude of things. Obviously, it being senior night, like last home game, that type of thing. Um, But it was also just like, I kind of reflecting on everything. I was getting like a little emotional just by myself, like looking up just by myself. Um, and that like I, I could have not gotten in the game it still would have been one of the greatest days of my life it was just that uh, the environment was insane like being there and I had like all my family there all my friends like they were able to get like a some way for us to get like more family tickets because at first it was like oh you only get four family tickets and all the guys were like I got more than four people coming right mm-hmm. So we were able to somehow get that straightened out. So I had like 15 of my closest friends and then people who had bought tickets like everywhere. Um, so yeah, they definitely set up for a good night.
0: So you, you sub in, uh, I think maybe two minutes left, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, clearly the, the objective was to get you the ball. Right, right, right. Uh, take me through. You shot a three, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And then Blake yeah. got the rebound so. and, and, Take me through everything that happened there on the court. Yeah.
1: So there's actually like a video of it. When I got on the court, I think it was like JB, Nike, Nelly, and Fetty. And they do like a little huddle and they're like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball. Like you can, you can see them saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. So the first possession, I catch it. And Syracuse still has their starters in like Gerard, Jesse Edwards, all those guys. And I catch the ball. I do like a little crossover and I get it. And like I'm in the lane and Jesse Edwards is just right there. And I'm like, oh shoot. Like this guy's seven foot tall. He leaves the leading blocks. Like, should I pass it? Like, I probably should, but I can't pass it. Like, not tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, so I mm-hmm. like threw up some float or like bricked it. And they go down. I think someone gets fouled. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, and i just blew my only chance like i cannot believe this just happened like but like they sub in they sub out the seniors except for me and Blake's in and he looks at me he's like dude you're shooting it again don't worry so
0: <laughs>
1: i get it i i remember like they were like all right dude like it's a zone so even if like they're playing good defense just take like two steps back and shoot like a crazy deep 3 so that's what I did. I shot probably like a 35 footer. Blake got the offensive rebound and I'm screaming. Like he's looking for me and I'm screaming, but it's so loud in there. Like, so he pivots around, like tosses it to me. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to the rim. Did like a little crossover, one dribble, laid it up. And it felt like the ball was on the rim for an hour. Like I was like, I just I couldn't believe when it dropped though. And obviously went crazy after that.
0: Yeah, I mean what what is what's the feeling? Like did it did it register? Like when what what was it like? I mean you get mauled, you get the game ball afterward, and I want to ask about like the later later yeah, as a follow-up, but the instant the the one hour period from you making that shot to afterward, what was that like?
1: It it was I was clearly had some adrenaline high. I was just like, I didn't know what to say the entire time couldn't, had no clue what to say. I even, I get in my car after and I drive home and everyone is at my house. Like everyone. And they're like all get ready to go out and stuff. And I'm just like on, like, I'm just like sitting there, like, like silent. Like I don't even know what to do. And someone comes over and they're like, Kevin Durant commented on the Instagram post. And I was like, what do you mean? Ke- Kevin Durant who? Right. So. I was just there was so much like extra stuff that was going on I I it was hard to process at the time.
0: That's what I wanted to ask is you know what's the coolest thing that came from that you were I think Scott Van Pelt talked about it that night you were a big yeah. thing on Sport Center the following morning the KD comment I remember that like what was the most surreal part of it for you?
1: Oof. You know, I don't know. Because that night, it was like, oh, you're on top of the world, like, like, everyone in Pittsburgh knows you. But I think my favorite part, like, if I'm just going, like, when I go to Pirates games or whatever, like, kids come up to me, like, can I get a picture? Like, a little kid. But, like, that's cool, because I, like, I used to spam pit players. Like, I used to go, up, can I get a picture? And, like, that's definitely pretty cool, like, that I'm on the other end of that now.
0: Was it? Uh, I was hoping you would say it would be that random guy wearing your jersey at the ACC tournament. Oh,
1: that was that was nuts. That was nuts. Dude, <laughs> that was that was great. We we came out of the huddle and this guy, like obviously some of the pit fans, like come down by the tunnels to like high five you when you come out, and I see this dude in a fish jersey, and I'm like looking at, I'm like I have no clue who this guy is. Like this is is this one of my dad's friends? So after the game, like I call my dad, I was like. Do you have any friends at the game? He's like, no. What do you mean? It's like there's a guy wearing my jersey, and he's like, I have no clue who that is. So exactly.
0: I remember tweeting it, and then I came up to you in the locker room after the game. I'm like, I saw one of your friends. You're like, I don't know who that man is. Yeah. And <laughs> no. He ended up saying, I think his last name is Fish, and then the moment happened. He was like,
1: he just kind of like, did it or whatever. This. But
0: that's that's awesome. So yeah, Aiden. I really appreciate the interview. I, I, a lot of people are wondering. I mean, we know you were a pre med student uh, as a major. What, what's what's next for you right now?
1: Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm applying to medical school right now. So writing all my essays. I just submitted like my first applications and writing the essays for all the individual schools right now. So that's uh that's my time consuming thing right now. I'm. I'm Might be writing more than you right now, honestly. They
0: probably are. I mean, that's
1: quite a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't envy I mean, still not a bad life right now to be Aiden Fish, taking pictures of little kids at Pirate Games and writing essays. Right. right? Well, Aiden, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thank you to everyone who tuned in. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and keep tuning in to the Post Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel for all of your Pittsburgh sports coverage. Take care.
1: Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you liked the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you enjoyed it on Apple Podcasts, please rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down in the description.